Hello, good evening. Welcome to Motia's Diary on Anchor.fm. My name is Franca Ayanka. It's a Sunday. It's a beautiful Sunday evening. It's 5 p.m. 27th of June, 2021. I have a guest. Her name is Hua. On today's diary session, the interview with Hua was a wonderful one. I enjoyed every minute talking to her. She's a beautiful soul and very, very creative. I was inspired that at 26, she's already achieved so much. And she taught me how to do a lot of uh, podcasting stuff. I'm not going to share with you. Let's go over and listen to the interview. It was a wonderful time. You have my heart. I always love you. Love your work. And I'm your biggest fan. Yes. Let's go over and listen. And come back. We'll be right back. Hello. Good evening, Hawa. Nice to meet you again and welcome to Moji's diary how is your sunday um i'm good my name is actually hua it's great to meet you again hua nice to meet you again okay so quickly before i start i met you on tiktok that was the first time i noticed you and your work it's wonderful i really love poetry so hua tell me the victim was really captivating. How did you get your inspiration and how did you start poetry? Um, okay, so you were talking about the first piece you were telling me by, which was um, victim. I've yes. always been someone who wants to explore the reason why people do whatever it is that they do. And I am a feminist. I am, you know, anti-gender-based violence. And one of the raging causes of you know violence uh, among women in societies domestic violence um which which exi- which happens in your homes caused by your family members people that are meant to protect you so i had been around a lot of women that had been abused by their you know their spouse their boyfriends their fathers and I wanted to write something about that. I mean, it, there was a time on on Twitter where a woman came out and said um, this particular personality had beaten her up, and why she and while she came on 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 um on social media to sort of ask for help. Yes. Um. People tried. They they thought that they could help her, and at the end of the day, it ended up. I think she left at at, at the end, but then you know, other forces tried to get involved and. And all you need to do is just apologize and everything would be fine. And I remember speaking to my mom about it as well. So doing research, um, talking to a couple of people who had um, experienced this in one form or the other, I was able to put together a sort of story about what happened, you know. Um, yes. Whenever we talk about domestic violence, people keep saying, "Why do you keep getting involved with abusive people?" And we're like, "You, no one knowingly like opens their eyes and gets into Inform, you know a relationship into, with yes. someone that continuously hurts them. Like no one wants that. Mm, so, yes. yeah, the, the circumstances build, and that was basically what the story was about. How she she felt she was so in love with him, and you know the utter shock." The yes. first time he had hit her and then, you know, Vic, the, the way he was blaming her and manipulating her emotionally, trying to say that he was the victim because, you know, the, the way they usually play with with, yes. with your emotions and just put you in this situation. Abusers are very smart. 
And yes, uh, yeah, so that's basically what inspired me to write that's that. That's great. That's great. So uh, earlier last month, I did something with um, Precious on child abuse. And she she gave a story that was really, really captivating. Like, I felt my heart melt. I mean, like, I was broken a bit. Because what happened here was that the child, a child uh, was about six, six years or less, I think six years or so, and she was abused by her, uh, her stepbrother. And there was penetration. She reported to her mom and her mom escalated to her dad. I did not really find out who who is the stepson here, like if it's from the mother or the father of the of the girl. That the survival, I no longer call them victims. When you survive something as as um, as crazy as that, as depressing as that, you're you're a survivor, you're no longer a victim. So the story, the story really got me really sad because the the parents blamed the girl, said she was a liar, and that she just don't want the family to exist in peace. So I think our society, uh, I don't know if we, there's no, there's little or no awareness concerning abuse of any form, or we're just trying to just uh, put up a blind eyes towards this uh, issue in the society. So really, victim was the the first the first time I met you, and I must say that you 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 did a good job. Well done. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Just to okay. sort of answer your question, what you're talking about whether like you know pe- maybe people aren't really aware about um, abuse. I don't believe that because normally like just listening to what you know our mothers or our aunts teach us as girls whenever we are going out is don't let the boys see your pants why are you sitting down next to that man they are already afraid because they know what happens right so they put all of these little bits of fear in into you and it's just a lot easier to to say you're lying than to have to deal with you know the fact that someone in your family so people just live in denial they know that these things happen you know, it's it's only if you are with someone who's willing to, you know, accept it and fight for you that you would see something like that happen. People know that husbands beat their wives. People know yes. that uncles rape their nieces. They yes. know, which is why they are always very protective of their little girls, making sure that they don't go outside because they know that these things happen. And but the, the issue here is that strangers, men, yeah, strangers are usually less. Uh, suspicious it's more of the friendly faces yeah that's statistically um rape cases um 10 percent of rape cases are perpetrated by strangers right yes 90 percent are perpetrated by people that you know are known familiar faces it's or or the survivors as you call them yeah survivors i i don't know what's the solution to this issue that keeps calling them out like that's the, the the solution. I am I'm, I'm I'm always about educating the women, um, saying that because you know women have been taught to lie low and just keep quiet about these. That's a shame. That yeah, like, like when like, yeah, yeah when you have this so, that you're you're abused and they still to say it's a shame to to leave it an abusive marriage. It's a shame to come out and say you've been raped. There's this this stigma. It's sad. 
really yeah, sad. So there's there's definitely the, the need to call these people out, to call the men out in general, all the men in society to do something about it. Whether you you rape people or you do not, it is your duty to make sure that um, you educate the other men so that these kind of things don't happen because you know that it happens. Let's not pretend that it doesn't. And women have been taught to be afraid of all men. You go outside, you, yeah. you notice that you are alone with a man. The first thing that comes to your mind, you are supposed right. to be scared. Um, yes. So, like, that's basically it for me, calling them out. And also raising, people need to learn to raise men because we do not raise men. We raise women. We teach them all of these values about being good women right from the moment that we are young. It's not the same thing that happens with men. You know, you let them play yeah. around, and then the next thing you know, they are... To get they away with anything, don't cry. Hands. The next thing you know, they, they, they are compounded with so much emotional stress and they are not allowed to show how confused or vulnerable that they are. And so the, the next best thing, the next um, emotion that they can express is anger and that comes out in really bad, you know, ways. Um, so let's... Okay. You let's know, try to raise you know, men. Let's, yeah, let's let's try to raise men and let's. So it's it's nice in the the, the, the female gender again. Sorry to, it's it's yeah. like, it falls yeah. back on the female the mothers to raise their sons. So it's our fault, regardless that we're not raising yeah, them but right. Yeah, then again, there are two people that raise a child there is a man and there is a woman and considering the fact that a lot of the violence is coming from the men, the men should take responsibility for that. Exactly, because the, the the sons definitely look up to the, the fathers. The the, the 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 son always do everything in accordance with the father's approval. So if the father has to hit the mother, it's assumed that it's okay. Yeah, so, yeah you're correct. Who uh, are wonderful, wonderful. So um, today's topic: a balanced life. I know you're a very creative person. I know you're you get your inspirations, like you said, from everything that happens around you. So quickly, can you say all through your experience that you'll have a balanced life? I don't know. I don't know if anybody ever has a, a balanced life and what I, I can use as a sort of measure of what a balanced life is. Life is I'm, I'm I'm 23 year, years old and I deal with individuals, you know, uh, yeah. um, what's it called? Crisis or classes, challenges. From that a lot of us go through. And, you yes. know, the fact that our parents look at us and say, how can you be depressed? How old are you? Um, <laughs> they get to the fact that, you know, the Nigeria of today does not support um, creatives like ourselves. Um, forgetting the fact that at the end of the day, it's people like us that have to take care of our of our families, and we're already thinking there are no jobs. How do we yes. want to forward? How can we make things better if there are no jobs? And you know, how can we be happy if every single time we try to make things happen, it's being taken away from us? You know, by the but it's not even safe to move around. How do we take care of our young ones? How do we make sure that they don't go through the same stress that we are going through, especially now? that we have so much exposure into how people live in other parts of the world. And we know that this thing we are doing, we really don't have to suffer this much. And we are yes. a victim of our environment, of the circumstances that we are born into. So, I, like, you know, just to cut the long story short, I really don't know if <laughs> if I'm living a balanced life or what a balanced life is supposed to, supposed yes. to look like. Yes, yes. Are you, are you a Christian? I'm curious. I'm, I, I was born Catholic. I like to think that I am. You you were born Catholic. So what do you practice right now? Catholicism. 
Great. Wonderful. So you believe in God, the Father, the Almighty. So uh, balancing your Christianity life and your social life, would you say that you hope to have a balanced life or have you have you ever imagined some place called a balanced like heaven perhaps uh well to, to sort of like answer the first question about how i balanced my religious life with my social life i don't have a social life um so at least that one is already has been answered i don't do anything other than work um my my religion is basically as it comes i i take every day as it goes and i thank god for making sure that i am alive and i am safe so in in if we're talking about deep spirituality i don't think we'll be able to get into much of that right um today okay that's that's fine that's okay so hua no why do i keep calling you hua is it how yes it's hua yes so can you tell me in your culture <laughs> you know you yes, of course. You've uh, corrected me a couple of times. So I want to be really correct now. It's Hua, yes. It's Hua. It's not yes. Hawa. It's Hua, yes. So what can you explain this? This in in your culture, death is not the end. You wrote this. This is you. Oh, so when oh, okay, so just the uh, what I I wrote that was when Chadwick Boseman died, um, who acted the Black Panther. Um, that was my my little yes. status update at that point. So um, I was just yes. basically reminiscing, you know. So that that was what what and where it came from when he said, um, in my culture that death is in not the culture, end. And he was death is not basically the end. talking about yeah yeah like the African culture and you know we we talk about how we transcend. Death is in the end. It, it you're just transcending. So that was what that's actually yeah. where that came from. So it's not my saying. Okay, that's nice. Nice to know that you do. You watched uh, Black Panther. So what what do you do? You say you work, you work, you work, you work. What do you do? Since you don't I have a social life. Consultant at a digital and marketing agency. So I work with brands. Different brands, so you're always busy. Yeah. Okay, so I don't have so much, so much questions today. I just really wanted to find out what where you get get your inspirations from, and how poetry is your your life, or do you have other things? Welcome back. I hope you had a wonderful time with myself and Hua. And if you have more questions, you can forward it to Modi's diary on the comment section or modi.ayanka at gmail.com. I'm here to answer all your questions. And if you want to have an interview with me on anchor.fm or any of my other platforms, send me a message. I'm always here, your favorite girl, Franca Ayanka. So I sign off. Thank you, Hoa, for having a time with Modi's diary. Have a wonderful time. Bye. Till next time.